0: Hello and welcome to Sound Business, the podcast all about sound, audio and the people that make it. I'm Jim Salverson and today we're getting down and dirty with the numbers behind podcasting. Earlier this year, Ofcom published its latest audio and podcast survey data for 2023 and as normal... It's a load of numbers and data and tables and occasional graphs that it's quite difficult sometimes to get your head around. So on today's podcast, we do the work for you because I'm joined by Adam Bowie, radio podcast and media blogger who is an expert at taking the data and putting it into words and pictures that the likes of you and me can understand. So let's pick over some of the really interesting detail in the Ofcom Podcast Survey 2023 with Adam Bowie. Welcome to Sound Business for a unprecedented, I think, second appearance. How are you and where are you? Thanks very much, Jim. Yeah, I'm good.
1: I am sitting at home today on a working from home day, taking a break to do this
0: uh, in uh, not-so-sunny North London. So... You're here to talk about the Ofcom's Audio and Podcasting Survey 2023. We're going to focus on the podcasting side of that. So before we do it, before we get stuck into some of the details that have caught my eye, what's the big sexy headline here? What would the tabloid journalists be writing? If they're interested in podcasting and such things, what would be catching their eye for their headlines? I think the single
1: thing you'd say is that the... Number of podcasts, that, on average, people to listen to is probably slightly smaller than you expect. It's 5.4 in 2023. Right. Uh, so that's amongst people who actually listen to podcasts. They're only listening to 5.4 podcasts a week.
0: Is that uh, titled, that, not episodes?
1: That is, it, well, it's, it's, it's categorized as individual podcasts. I think it, it, it uh, they do ask about podcast series that you uh, subscribe to, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it comes down to that. Obviously, you know, only a relatively low number of podcast series are putting out that many episodes a week. You know, one is probably average okay. and then um, you've obviously got daily news podcasts where it goes higher. But yeah, I think all of that really is to say, and we can get into this in a bit more, is that you do have to work hard to break into people's podcasting diet. Let's Mm. put it that way.
0: Okay. Well, we'll get stuck into that a little bit more later. There's some questions around discoverability that kind of relate to that potentially. But looking at the survey as a whole, 1,884 people took part in this survey, which when you're scaling that up to kind of a national snapshot, seems like a very small microcosm. How does that compare to similar surveys that we've seen in maybe the US? And do you think this bit of research gives us a fair idea of where podcasting is in the uk in 2023
1: yeah just shy of 2000 is isn't bad to be perfectly honest for a national survey it, it is robust there are some sub demos and in my uh, sort of analysis i do get into that a little bit where you can't dive in too much but in overall terms 2000 isn't a bad number I mean, it, some of the biggest surveys in the US will do significantly more than that, but then they're often trying to dig deeper into it. So, for example, 2,000 would not be enough if you wanted to try and work out what the most popular titles were, no. because you're, there are too many titles and, you know, in surveying only 2,000 people, you're just going to miss a lot that are probably in and of themselves quite successful. So, you know, to put in perspective, for example, over a year, RAJAR, which is the UK radio industry measurement, they interview it's roughly around 125,000, 130,000 people, although they do that over four quarters, so um, each quarter is it's less than that. But that, that gives you an idea, and that's because there are hundreds of radio stations in that instance, and if you want to see how a fairly small local station is doing, you need to interview a lot of Brilliant. people to make sure you've got a representative number of people who listen to that station.
0: But in terms of kind of habitual behaviour, which is kind of what we're looking at here, you think 2000 is a relatively decent benchmark to give us an idea of what that looks like?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's fine for, you know, looking at demographics, looking at overall behavioral changes. I think probably the only place where I would begin to start to question, not the validity, but be a little wary of the data is when you dive into things like which platforms people are using. So the big ones are going to be caught just fine sure. Spotify's, the Apple's, you're going to, and the BBC Sounds are going to be fine. But the smaller ones, the data might be a bit less robust there.
0: Okay, well, we'll keep that in mind because I do want to look at that stat, but we'll do it in a little bit because one of the stats that I thought might surprise, a few people looking at this data was the number of people who have never listened to a podcast or never listened to podcasts, which at 50%, it shows growth in terms of people who do listen to podcasts because that means 50% of people do listen to podcasts, obviously. But I guess it's also a reminder that podcasting is still quite immature and they're Still some people who are coming to podcasting for the first time. Does it suggest that there's a long way to go before this medium kind of matches up with more of those traditional mediums? There's more growth here to be had over the next five years.
1: Yeah, there's definitely more growth. It's always useful to look at what happens in America over that, and mm-hmm. you, what podcasting has shown over the years is that there is growth and there's continued growth. And yes, in this survey, it doesn't actually hasn't grown massively year on year, but it's 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 slow and steady. It's not you know what what some people might have heard referred to as a hockey stick sort of thing where something just explodes. You know, suddenly there's this massive upward tick, and suddenly everyone's doing it. And I know it can sometimes feel it because we sort of get into our own sort of bubbles of, well, everyone I know is listening to or even making podcasts yeah. and therefore everyone's doing it and it's the new big thing. And it's a, it's a bit like, oh, everyone's watching this new series on Netflix and then it turns out way more people are watching Casualty on BBC yeah. One on a Saturday night than the biggest of big things on Netflix. And those are the sort of behaviors you know a lot more people are listening to the radio than are listening to podcasts now that's not to say that's not going to change and in certain demographics that change is very much underway you do have to dive into that a little bit you know and there are undoubtedly behavioral changes like that but it's never quite as fast as you sometimes think it is but it's not as slow as some people might say on the other hand either it's kind of it's just edging along there
0: Now, you've written a blog post looking at all of these stats, a few more that we're not going to mention today. You can find it on your website, links in the podcast description for that. But one of the areas that you focus on in that blog post is some of the stats around regular listeners to podcasts and the demographics around who they are, which show a really heavy skew towards men amongst the regular, that's weekly podcast listeners, that younger people are more likely to listen to podcasts not the very youngest group of people, but kind of the younger end of the scale in terms of demographics and that podcast listening skews towards ABC1s. I mean, all of those are probably quite good news for advertisers because that's a quite hard to find group. But were these trends that you expected to see in this survey? I think so broadly. I think probably the one disappointing
1: one from you know an ad ad's perspective is that the gender balance isn't a little bit closer. Mm. So to be clear, it does tighten up a bit if you look at monthly podcast listeners. But if you drop down to more weekly podcast listeners, that's where it's more like 60-40 men rather than 55-45. Broadly sounding it's 56-44. But in general terms, that's good. That might just suggest there's still opportunities for people who have got ideas about podcasts that are targeted more at female audiences the age thing is pretty much as you expect or as i expect anyway which is to say the big bulk of listening is sort of 25 to 44s then it doesn't drop away like a um too fast at 45 54s but beyond 55 you're dropping away and there you're much more into as far as audio goes much more traditional radio listeners who maybe aren't as digitally native, as younger people, and therefore the idea of going out and working out even how to find a podcast. You know, you mentioned a second ago, you know, there's a lot of people who've never listened to podcasts. And I, I don't think we should underestimate that there is a bit of a, a there's a bit of a hurdle you've got to get over. You know, how do I listen to it? I've got to find an app, I've got to download an app, I do that. Once I've done that, it's fine and I'm in the, the mix. So with with those older people, I think that's the problem. With the very youngest, as you know, it's lower. And I think that probably reflects a much more screen-oriented consumption. We're much more into YouTube and TikTok and Snap and Reels and those kind of consumption things. And sometimes there'll be podcasts or podcast-type material that is consumed in those places, but they haven't necessarily, maybe they haven't reached the right point in their lives where podcasts fit in a little bit closer, a bit more easily. But that that I think is why they're, they're a little bit lower. They're still mm. pretty chunky, but it's not, um, it's not quite there.
0: I mean, I guess this question is more about your personal opinion and view rather than the data that's here. But I guess what you're describing is kind of a bubble of people sitting over that 25 to 44 year old mark, and that's going to move to the right. In 10 years, because you've got digitally native people who are just going to get older. I'm about to take that step up to another one of those age brackets that you just mentioned myself. And I'm a podcast listener, so I'll suddenly be classed as one of the older demographics. But in terms of those younger people who are, as you say, more used to consuming content on screens and growing up with the likes of TikTok and Instagram do you think they will find a place within podcasting or are we just going to see this bubble with kind of bookmarks at both ends moving along the timeline? I think it's difficult to say. I think the way I always look at it is there is always a place
1: at the moment anyway for audio in our lives because you can't do certain things while looking at the screen you know the obvious one is you can't drive and look at a screen at the same time or you really Mm. shouldn't (laughs) now now maybe one day we really will have self-driving cars and you will be able to actually you know i'm going to manchester in my car and i'm actually just going to watch videos all the way up there Mm -hmm. but at the moment you can't do that so some kind of audio companionship is probably what you're choosing to go with you on that journey or your commute or you know just picking the kids up from school or whatever whatever it is that you're doing and the audio fits into that space and that would have definitely been 10 years ago radio probably. Maybe you, know, you had CDs in your car or going back time tapes in your car. Now you're hooking up your phone to your car and it's then a question of am I listening to the radio, am I listening to Spotify, am I listening to the podcasts? But that's a life stage thing, if you like. And an 18-year-old probably isn't doing that. We know, actually, the very youngest are are not even driving as much as they once did. Mm. Um, So they haven't even necessarily, they don't own cars. They haven't learned to drive cars. They're not working necessarily. You know They're they're still at university or whatever. As you go through those life stages, as you settle down, have families, do family-type stuff, embark on the commute in whatever kind of hybrid world we end up in you know audio fit into those things if you go for a run you're probably you know might, might listening to podcasts you might be playing music whatever you're doing you get into those kind of things sure. so there, there, there's various kind of life stages i think i think i don't think audio is ever going to disappear now exactly what form that audio takes i mean that that's that's an open question i'm not saying like you know podcasts are the zenith of it and there's not going to be something beyond there will always be things you know we've seen very short bubbles with live audio you know sort of the clubhouses of this world and um spotify's uh, short-lived green room and people still use things you know discord is you know massive in stuff like gaming so there are other kinds of audio and who knows where we'll end up entirely but i i think it i think people will age into this a lot because of just their life behaviors
0: One of the really interesting stats that I thought was within this podcast survey was looking at the ethnic diversity of audiences. And it reminded me of the research that was done a little while ago by Edison in the States, showing the number of non-white listeners scoring higher in terms of the percentage of regular podcast listening. So people from non-white backgrounds listen to podcasts more regularly than the white part of the population and I was trying to work out why this might be and I settled on the idea potentially that it came down to one of the things that podcasting does really well in terms of niche that you've got groups of people here whose content needs aren't being served or they aren't feeling represented amongst what we might call traditional media so we're seeing them turn to podcasting and look for these niches and that's driving the higher consumption rates was that your reading of this situation was that similar yeah pretty much the the
1: data doesn't explicitly say you know there isn't a question and why but yeah, i sure. think i i think it it is it's it's that i think it's that it reaches niches that frankly are not served by other media you know i think if you don't feel that other forms of audio are representing your needs representing your community representing the things that you're interested in then you might be more inclined to look out and find some other form of media that does meet the needs. I guess I would liken it to, if you ever sort of delve into the international section at the end of satellite television, you'll find dozens and dozens of TV stations that you've probably never heard of, you know, unless you're from certain communities, in which case you might be very familiar with them. But there's enough of a business to make it worthwhile to broadcast or rebroadcast those television services. You know, they're, they're, there's a there's a there's a business model that absolutely works for them, and but they're they're all tiny, so none of them in the main really show up, and no. I, I suspect something similar is going on because there are big hitting shows presented by people with ethnic minority backgrounds, but my, my suspicion is it's lots and lots because meeting lots of different needs. It's got to be said. Although on my analysis, I do break it down into different sort of groups, but the numbers get a bit dicey. But definitely overall, undoubtedly, there's a a distinctly larger resonance for podcasts amongst sort of non-white communities overall.
0: I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about platforms. And albeit the data might be quite shaky there and we might not be seeing a fair representation of the smaller platforms... I think what we have seen in the podcasting market over the last five years probably is maybe the stagnation of Apple, the emergence of Spotify, and maybe more recently, we've seen the likes of YouTube begin to take podcasting seriously, although not a huge amount of evidence for that in the UK at the moment, Spotify upping their game further in that department, TikTok making noises in podcasting as well. So are we seeing much change in the terms of the places where people listen to their podcasts?
1: I think it is evolving. I mean, in the UK, you've got things like sounds, which kind of disrupts things a bit because the, the BBC is able to do that. I think YouTube is really complicated and you, it's constantly a mixed message. When you ask people if they listen to podcasts on YouTube and particularly if they're kind of more bigger YouTubers, what they actually expect of a podcast and what they even think of a podcast on YouTube is very different. It is more likely to be an actual video with people sitting behind mics uh oh, yeah. in a room a studio whatever and it's probably of that ilk it's not a, a fancy high production true crime thing where you know you've gone out and done interviews on the other hand, even this week, I saw a piece written by Ashley Carman from Bloomberg in a notice newsletter noting that a lot of American companies like NPR who are experimenting with YouTube, where they're just creating those sort of audiograms, you know, so you see those sort of moving wave lines effectively, so it looks like an audio wave that you'd see in an editor, but just putting that against the audio so you've not got video cameras as such, but there's something to listen to, and those are not performing very well. So you you've got real discrepancy of what I think people expect, what they even call a podcast. I mean, I, I often joke about what you know what is a podcast, and it does mean something very different to different people depending on mm. what their patterns, behaviors, listening habits, age and expectations are. And it's not just an RSS delivered MP3 file.
0: In terms of those platforms and the big players that are within there, I mean, for a long time discoverability has hinged on whether you can get a feature in apple new and noteworthy or whether you can get a front page spot within spotify or featured on a playlist is there any data in this survey to suggest that that's changing or are we still leaning on those areas in terms of finding new podcasts and that goes back to what you were saying before i guess about people actually maybe aren't listening to as many podcasts in a week that we expect them to
1: I think discoverability is still the biggest problem, the biggest headache that people come come to. I think absolutely those sort of getting featured on the front page of Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever undoubtedly drives listens because it's there, it's in your face, you can easily hit it, hit, hit something about it. In fact, the, the research shows the biggest ways that people learn about podcasts are word of mouth, So people, you know, friends, family just saying, oh, you should listen to this. I think you'd love it. And social media.
0: With the word of mouth thing, I always think this about that. It's like, obviously, personal recommendations across anything, they have more power than anything else. You listen to people you trust and you're more likely to act on their suggestions. But at the same time, the impact's small because it's kind of a one-on-one communication. So I guess you have to look at it from both ways, that if you feature on the the front page of Apple, for example, sure, you might only impact 20% of the people that you reach, but that number's bigger. Whereas if it's a personal recommendation, it might have a 70% re- like take up, but it's a one-on-one communication. So it's kind of like there's a sliding scale here, isn't there?
1: Oh, yeah, completely. I mean... If something rockets, you know, and all your friends are talking about it, I think that probably would have actually even bigger than being on the front page of Apple. Because don't forget, yeah. even when you open somebody's of these apps, you don't actually even go to the front page. You know, it's like the, you know, we can get into the whole debates about the importance of home pages for various websites and so on. A lot of people don't go to, you know, they just go to a playing thing or they hit a link, you know, and different apps have different behaviors. But I know the app that I person he is, which is Pocket Cast, I rarely go to the thing that shows you the new podcast title. Sure. So what, what what actually appears there is, is neither here nor there to me. Or I might have really specific interests and frankly, the big hits with new famous comedian who's got new podcast is never going to tick my box anyway. Obviously, those kind of friends and family telling you that, you know, this is awesome, you've got to listen to it is probably more powerful than any, any other kind of marketing. The challenge always here is that there are and there have been a lot of podcast titles and arguably probably overinvestment, I would argue, in recent years. And I think that's why we've seen a certain amount of cutting back, even though podcast mm. listening does continue to grow. The amount of money in the market increases. So all all the metrics are going up. Maybe that just people overinvested and did it a little bit too fast and you know threw a bit too much cash around a bit too quickly. And I think that's why we've seen a little bit of contraction there. But there's also a very low cost of entry, really. While you can spend hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars or pounds on on podcasts, you can also spend basically nothing and use your phone to record it. And that's why when Spotify sends you, a, they sometimes do a little text telling you there's like five million podcasts on Spotify. And you kind of go, wow, that's a big number. It's a good thing. I mean, how am I even going to... Work my way through five million podcasts <laughs> you know to find something i might be interested in because i'm pretty sure at least four and a half million of them and they're not that good uh, <laughs> if they're all brilliant then it's then uh, even even worse but yeah i mean look i don't think there's a simple thing i mean probably like all other forms of media it will be all the traditional kinds of things that will win out which does tend to push the bigger, those with bigger marketing budgets and the ability to get guests on other places, other media, other podcasts, other titles and you know, all of the, again the research says all of those kind of things work, you know. I think probably most worryingly are the groups who just don't hear about podcasts and don't know about them and again that's that tends to be the older people who who really just, even if there's something that's absolutely up their sort of street, they're just not hearing about it.
0: Before we wrap up, I just want to pick up something you said there in terms of the maybe some of the negative stories we've seen around podcasting recently and some of the big players rolling back on their production plans. And we've seen a few stories as well kind of heralding the end of the pop boom and the early demise for podcasting, which has mostly been derived from the actual number of podcasts publishing rolling back post-COVID rather than actually anything to do with audience numbers. I think you hinted at it there, but... In general does this data show that there is a an appetite for podcasting still and b still plenty of growth in the market to come or are we seeing a leveling out a plateau here No I don't think we're seeing that yet it's
1: you know there aren't very many uh, data marks here and we've been through a global pandemic which has is- potentially, in like it has for a lot of measures, skewed things a little bit. You know, there was that brief period when we were all going to live all our lives at home and therefore our media consumption was going to change. All the numbers and all the trends and not just this data, but again, I always look to the US because I just think they're probably the same but a few years ahead or a couple of sure. years ahead. And it's still upwards. And there's a lot of people, as you said right at the beginning, who have yet to listen, let to discover podcasts. So, you know, I think you can still... Look at it as an opportunity. I think, by the way, that while podcasting has, you, you mentioned as well, that Apple's dominance has waned a little bit. I like to think that the glass half full on, on that aspect is that actually there's a bigger opportunity amongst Android listeners. You know, something I talk about is that, you know, if you buy an Android mobile phone, for the large part, there isn't a default podcast app pre-installed on it as there is if you buy an Apple phone various of different manufacturers and um, that's possibly gonna change. I'm you know, it's always interesting to see what Google and in particular YouTube and YouTube music, what they're doing with podcasts, and we've definitely seen changes and announcements this year. And that will probably grow the market. They're just making it a little bit easier to listen to regular audio podcasts within a YouTube environment. So I think there's still lots of growth, lots of people still to discover them. And yeah, as I said before, I think, look, a few companies did over-invest and they've had to cut that investment. And that's obviously not been great for the people working on some of those titles, but. The number of podcasts being listened to is going up. The number of people listening to podcasts is going up. The amount of money in podcasting is going up. So in general terms, it's still a positive story.
0: Adam, it's a pleasure to speak as always. Thank you very much for taking us through the data and saving us from the endless data fields and Excel documents and various numbers that are in that very hefty report from Ofcom. There's further analysis on that data in Adam's blog, like I say. Details of that in the podcast description, Adam? cheers for your time on sound business thanks jim thank you so much to adam for taking us through that data and also adding some context to what it potentially means get into the podcast description if you want to read more of adam's blogs and look at the data in even more detail there's so much we didn't even get a chance to go over and if you like audio sound podcasting then make sure you've subscribed to VoiceWorks Sound Business because there's plenty more where this came from. See you next time.